are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You can be seated. Take your Bibles to Matthew chapter number four. Again, it is a privilege to be here. I'm pinching myself, thanking the Lord for this opportunity, but I love each and every one of you, and I'm just so excited to see what God is going to do with your life. You know, I had so many people ask me the same question that I asked myself often as a teenager, even as an adult. I think adults ask the same question, and it's this, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Are you listening? I know you've asked that or you've thought that. What is, what is wrong with me? I mean, part of me wants to do what is right. But there's so much part of me that doesn't want to do what is right or that enjoys things that is not right. I mean, what is wrong with me? You know, I mean, why, why can I, over here, I, I could spend hours, I mean, you know, and something as silly as Instagram and it just flies by and it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Help me. Don't, don't let me preach by myself. You know what I'm talking about? You look down and you're like, oh my, I'm late for school. I'm late for, you know, I blew my whole break. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. And, and you know, something as simple as, you know, reading what somebody ate for lunch or whatever. But over here, over here, you're going you're gonna to read the Bible. And look, an hour passed and it was nothing. Two minutes. Does anybody else, is, am I the only one? Can somebody, raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, what is wrong with you? Why, why can I, uh, over here, and, and I hope the adults don't, I hope, 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 but, but, but why can we spend so many hours playing video games and there's Fortnite and Call of Duty and all this stuff and, and, and whatever, social media, Snapchat, you name it, Marco Polo, whatever it is that you're into and it's just hours, boom, 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 going by and it's like, you know, you're just, you're just scrolling, adults even, you know, the news, you know, reading all this dumb news story that we really, and I mean, just hours will go by and it's so easy and it's so attractive and it's so, there it is, but over here, if we try to pray, which we know is far more important than that, it's so, far too often, it's so hard. What is wrong with me? And I think as a teenager, that was one of the most frustrating things for me because I grew up in a good church and I heard good preaching and I had a heart for God. I was, I was saved as a six-year-old boy and then, of course, later on called to preach as an 11th grader, as I mentioned last night. But I would get so tired of, of and by, by the way, little station identification. I'm not speaking to the teenagers who in the rebellious or stiff uh, neck part of their heart are just rebellious and they're glad they're over here. Uh, they don't want anything. I mean, excuse me. They're glad they're over here and they don't want anything to do with, 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 with spiritual things. Are you listening? If that's you, uh, you don't have ears to hear. You're not even listening. And there are people that have not heard anything all week long. They, 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 they're, they're, they've turned their ears off and you're not listening at all. But I believe 99.9% of you in here are incredible teenagers. And I'm not just saying that. You, you wouldn't be sitting the way that you're sitting, listening the way that you're listening to. I mean, during long messages. Some guy preached a long time, this conference. But anyways, uh, you, wouldn't do, you wouldn't do that. You want to do what is right. Are you, are you listening? I believe that. 
But there is that struggle that I had, especially after a conference like this, I would go home and I made decisions. My heart was stirred. My heart was stirred throughout all of the messages so far this week and the singing and the preaching, the praying, all of it, all of the music. But yet I would go home and I'd be so frustrated that that, 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 that was stronger than this. And the Bible has a formula to help us out. I believe most people in this room would be spiritual and not just a good person, an average good Christian, but would truly be, truly be spirit-filled and a, a spiritual Christian if only we knew how. Well, that's what the Bible's for, but far too often as a teenager, I wouldn't really listen and really try to get a formula, just like many of you are about ready to go off into careers and college and stuff, and you're going to learn a certain uh, vocation, a certain uh, a career path, and, and you're going to study it. You're going to learn it, whether it's technology or uh, some of you... Cos- uh, uh, whatever it is, makeup and all that stuff you ladies do, or hopefully most of you, uh, Bible college or ministry, whatever, you're going to learn the, and, and take the tools to learn how to be educated and successful in that area. Is everybody with me so far? Great. Thank you, all four of you. <clears throat> Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. He said, I know that in me that is in my flesh there dwells no good thing. The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. He said, oh, wretched man that I am. The Bible has a formula for this that I believe will help us very simply this morning. And, and hopefully the word of God will teach us something that will help us with this struggle that we have. Matthew chapter number four in the Bible. And let's begin reading here in verse number one of Matthew chapter number four. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That's a testing time. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he's praying, he's walking with God. He was afterward and hungered. Can you imagine how hungry he was? And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I want you to notice in verse number four that one little phrase, man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. Now, wait a minute, I believe that. You cannot live by just living in the flesh or eating physical food and doing physical things. You have to be feeding the spirit, the spiritual part. Now stay with me. You say, but I'm alive. I'm alive. We don't understand what death is. The prodigal son, for instance, when he came back, his dad said, this my son was dead and is alive. Adam and Eve, Jesus, God said it, the day that you eat of the fruit and you sin, in that day ye shall die. Well, they didn't die. No, they absolutely did. Because you don't understand sin or death. It's a process. Now listen, every teenager, look up here right now. Look up here and listen. This will help you, but you have to listen on purpose. I promise you this will help you with that struggle. For those of you that care, and I believe most of you do. The, the, the struggle that, that we see in the scriptures between this flesh and the spirit is, is a struggle bigger uh, than we can imagine. It's a struggle far greater than, than what we think when we feed the flesh and we feed the spirit. Now, uh, l- let, me, let me continue here just real quick. The, 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 the process of death. You say, I'm alive, I'm okay. I'm, I'm just living by bread alone, meaning 
Um, I'm, I'm eating three square meals a day. I don't read my Bible, don't pray, and I'm okay. We don't understand that we live in the saddest generation or the most suicidal generation that has ever lived. If I were to have you bow your heads and close your eyes, and I thought about doing it, and then I realized there's cameras, so I won't. But I've done this before, and we've done it at our church before. If I had you bow your heads and close your eyes, and I were to ask you to be honest with you, how many of you have had suicidal thoughts before? It would be shocking that more than 50% in the auditorium would most likely raise their hands. That we lived in the most depressed, that in about one to two years, they've predicted that over 70% of all the beds in the medical world or the hospitals will be psychiatric. The, the drugs are flowing in this room, and I think these are incredible young people. I'm not talking about you know, what you think is illegal drugs, but all kinds of antidepressants and all kinds of things that, that people are trying to um, uh, 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 manage their anxiety and bipolar and all the disorders. And I'm not here to make fun of you, man. I, I'm, this is why I'm preaching this and just laying this out here. The saddest generation, why? Because Jesus said, stay with me, man shall not live by bread alone. So we have a generation of Christians and young people who are dying, who are dying. And all of this plays together with this, this uh, conflict that we see here. Let's pray, and I want to preach a message this morning entitled, Who Are You Feeding? Who are you feeding? Father, I pray that you help us not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I pray that you take this message and this simple thought and bring it right into our hearts and give us exactly what you'd have us to see this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, notice this in the text very clearly. Jesus has gone and he's been tested uh, and tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. He's starving uh, almost literally to, literally to death physically. But there's an incredible picture here for the Christian and for all of us, especially the Christian teenager here uh, uh, this morning, to understand that Jesus comes out and he is hungry, he's starving, uh, he's weak in the, in the flesh as far as, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't have much strength. But the devil comes and tempts him and Jesus didn't give in because he was strong spiritually. What, did he, what was he doing for 40 days and 40 nights? He was fasting and praying. He was feeding the spirit. So the spirit was stronger than the flesh and the spirit could sub, su, suppress the flesh and keep it under subjection as the apostle Paul says and, and, and he could uh, uh, keep the flesh from having control of the spirit. The Bible says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the, lust, the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let me explain all of this, because I, I, I believe yet we, we're, not, we're not on the same page yet, and you're going to see it illustrated. What I like to do, I'm going to ask some guys to come up for an illustration, and I believe you'll see this. I need the, the biggest guy in the room, even if it's an adult, the biggest guy in the room. Y'all send him up, the biggest guy. I mean, he's got to be big. That guy's big. Bring him on up. Okay, I need an average guy, just an average teenager. You're going to represent the average Christian. Stand right up here. Average Christian right here. All right? 
I need a guy bigger than him. Do we have a guy bigger than him? Any guy bigger than him? Bring him up here. Bring him up here. Send him up here. You're, come on up, buddy. It's all right. You can do it. Come on up. All right. We'll, we'll go with this guy. You're kind of big. All right. Come on up here. Okay. I need another big guy to come on up. Another big guy. Big. I mean, come on. You know he's out there. This guy. Would you mind coming? Okay. Then, then I need the smallest seventh grader that you can find. I mean, he's got to be small. Come on up here. No, no, no. Right here. I got him. I got him. Thank you, though. Come on up here. I got one right over here. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I got one right here. I just got one. Thank you. All right, so, so here it is, and I want you to see this. Listen, this is you. I've got a small guy. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. These guys are great. Here's the average Christian. This is you, okay? Just like what we've been talking about in the beginning. What's wrong with me? Here's the average Christian. Now, I want you to understand that this guy's going to be the devil, okay? He's the prince of the power of the air. Just stand right there. Y'all stand back, and I'll, I'll place you. Here's the devil. He's the prince of the power of the air. He is powerful. Do you believe that? Do you believe the devil's powerful? He is powerful. The devil's powerful. Then you have the world. This guy's going to be the world. Come on over here. The devil is our enemy. The devil hates you. Okay? The devil hates you. The devil programs. He's a programmer. He programs the world. He's the, the power of the world. He's the, the, the creator of the things that is happening in the world. Not creation, but, but all of the evil in the world. Okay, so you have, who is this right here? The devil. Who is this right here? The world. Now, the world is designed by Satan. We understand that. The devil is the prince of the power of the air. He's the god of this world. Everybody believe that? That's the devil. So, so this, is his, this is his little tool. This is his little arrow. Not little, big. All right? The, the world now attracts or allures my flesh. The flesh is my appetite. This is the devil. He's the prince of the power, the god of this world. This is the world. This is sin and the, the, the things that attract my appetite. The flesh, this is going to be the flesh, all right? The flesh, right here. The flesh is attracted by the world. The flesh likes the world. It's our appetites. Let me just stop and say this, and I'm preaching this all out of order, but that's all right. The flesh right here, I want you to understand, is not saved. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. When I got saved, I got all of God. Now God spends my Christian life trying to get all of me. Are you listening? That's why he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Because the world is programmed by Satan. The movies of the world, the music of the world, the appetites of the world is programmed by Satan. And the flesh loves the world. Do you believe that? So here's average Christian. Now comes, as we showed in our text, or I was trying to show, with Jesus. He came to earth being found in the fashion of humbled himself as a man. He became all man, but he was all God. The Bible says the flesh lusteth after the spirit. And there is that battle warring inside that the Apostle Paul talks about. And so you're going to see it right here. Here's the spirit in most Christians' lives. Please watch. So right now you're not looking at these two guys. This is what is mainly happening in your life for that you can see. It is that, that good pull and that bad pull. It's I want to do right, but man, my friends, my music, my... All of the, the jokes that I say, the, 
things I text, the stuff I look at, what I listen to. This is cool, this is awesome. I like this, but I also like this. This is what you see. Most Christians don't understand. I gotta tie my shoes so I don't fall down. Most Christians don't understand that how dangerous this is, that it's being allured by the world, which is being data programmed by the devil, okay? So you're in this pool. Let me tell you something. Go ahead and, and, and lock arms with him right here. You, no, no, you just put your hands in your pocket there. You lock arms with him right there. You guys lock arms. Go ahead and lock arms, all right? I have a question. When the pool comes, stay with me. When the pool comes, who's gonna win? No, wait a minute. This guy wants to do right. Listen to me. This guy wants to, you gotta help me preach this morning, okay? You gotta help me, I need some help. <laughs> this guy wants to do right. What's your name? Matthew. Matthew wants to do right. Do you believe that? He's just like me and you. This will help you, teenager. He wants to do right. So, so who's gonna win? He wants to. Who, who's gonna win? The flesh or the spirit? Be honest, don't joke. Which do you really think? The flesh, you'd put money on the flesh. But he wants to do right, he has a desire to do right. But the flesh is still going to win because it's not about what we want. It's about what we choose. It's about what we choose to feed. Never forget that, we have a desire. Oh, I wanna do this, I just wanna live for God and I just have such a heart for God and you know, I just desire to live for the Lord. That don't matter. I desire too, you desire too. People that fall and ruin their testimonies desire. Pastors that mess up, Christian leaders, they desire, they don't wanna throw away their life or their family or their testimony. You don't want the, the, to have disrespect of your pastor and your parents and all. You wanna do what is right, I just don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened. Who are you feeding? Who are you feeding? So here we go, are you ready? Now you go home from conference and you, you're really gonna pull. Now don't play games with me. You, you got, you're in the middle. You're gonna to wanna to do what is right. You want this guy to win, but I don't think he's going to. Ready and pull, let's see who wins. Pull, 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 yeah, that's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, right? Oh, let's do it one more time, let's do it one more time. Ready and pull. Now look, you say, oh, look, look, that was, that was amazing. You did good, you need to preach here. Yeah, he said, come on man, help me. How many of you? How many of you, you've done that same thing? Like, hey, hey, Bible, you didn't work, Bible. Hey, conference. Hey, hey, you didn't help me. Man, I got all that preaching and I went home and I, I even went to the altar. Who are you feeding? Who are you feeding? So he decides, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to feed the spirit. Now this, you just became the spirit. Okay, go over here. Okay, they switch. This is now what? The flesh, good, lock arms, lock arms, lock arms. Now watch this, I want you to see the power of this. Put your hand in pocket, lock arms. Now, now watch this, even though the devil's still the devil, the world's still the world, God has given us power. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit of God. I am more than a conqueror. I don't care that the devil's still the devil and the world's still the world, they will always be that. These don't change. Never will, never will. The devil hates us, he hates you, he's programming all the movies, all the media, all the culture. Please listen, I know you are. Now listen, so this is what matters. Now he feeds this, you say, but those guys are gonna win. No, they're not, no, they're not. Here we go, ready? I, I, want, you to, I want you to work at it, I want you to work at it. Here we go, now the trial and the test of life, real life happens. You're not sitting in a church service anymore, real life, at home, 
on your cell phone, at work, in real life, ready and go. Real life, go. How about that, folks? Huh? Let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. The devil's still the devil. The world's still the world. But you've starved the appetites of the flesh. Even though you like it, you can't reform the flesh. You'll never reform the flesh. You will always like the flesh. You can't clean it up and try to do better. No, the only thing you do is starve the appetites that like and are attracted by the world. I don't like salad. I like steak and I like good steak. Like photo, fogo de chow steak. I'm talking good stuff, right? But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. They didn't see it. They don't need to see it. Let me tell you something right here and now. If I'm going to be healthy and be a, a good, strong, and healthy daddy for my six children, I got to start eating salad, and soon I'm going to love it that my fat is getting smaller and my muscles are getting bigger. Why? Because I'm creating an appetite. Now, we're going to do it one more time. The, the devil hates you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I want to ruin you. The world is attracting, I mean, billions of dollars in the porn industry and the social media industry and the music industry and all of it. But wait a minute. You've starved the flesh and the trial comes and you go home from youth conference in two days and the test of life comes and here we go. And the devil says, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I lost. Okay, now guys, would y'all just sit down over there because I might use you, and if not, I'll tell you to go, to go be seated. Go sit down. A couple of you guys, I'm gonna, no, 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 excuse me. Stay up here. You two guys can sit down. You three stay up here somewhere. Now listen very, very closely. There was a guy who uh, had two dogs, and he fought these dogs on a Friday night. It was an Indian guy, and he'd bring these two dogs. One was black and one was white. Just sit down back there anywhere, all right? A black dog... And a white dog. Give him a Bible. And he would fight these dogs on a Friday night. And people would come and they would bet on the dogs in this dog fight. And the Indian would say, black dog wind. And sure enough, they'd be placing bets and stuff. And sure enough, the black dog would win. He'd whoop the white dog. I mean, just mop the floor with them. And they said, man, that, that's amazing. He called it and he got all the money. Next Friday night, he'd come and everybody would bet on the black dog because the black dog won. They, that white dog could do nothing. And he'd say, <clears throat> white dog win. And they said, no, 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 no. The black dog, the white dog has no skill. You know, that black dog be lit, man, you know. Sure enough, the black dog, the, the white dog would whip on the, the black dog. This went on for weeks and these guys were losing money. Finally, one day down at his farm, an old junky farm down there where he had these dogs, he showed up, this guy showed up and said, now look, we've been watching you for week after week. And he said, you're doing something. We, we, we don't see you blowing a whistle or doing any kind of eye signal, but you're doing something to call which dog is going to win. And we're losing money. And he said, I'm here to tell you right now. He said, if you don't tell us how you're doing this, you're probably not going to show up at this Friday night's fight or any Friday night fight. You know what I mean? He said, oh, you should have asked me. So easy. He said, you're going to tell us that easy? Oh, yeah, I tell anybody. Oh, nobody ever asked me how I do it. He said, well, how do you do it? You call the white dog, the white dog wins. You call the black dog, the black dog wins. And it's the same dogs every week. Whatever. He said, so easy. No, you dumb. Me smart. It's easy. He said, I don't know if that's an Indian accent, but that's all I got. I'm from Iowa, man. I don't got any accent. But here, here's the deal. Here's what he said, so easy. He said, me want black dog win. 
All week long, we, me feed black dog. Me feed black dog. Me starve white dog. White dog does not eat all week long. Friday night, black dog beat white dog. The guy thought, are you kidding me? He said, me want white dog to win all week long. Me feed white dog and feed white dog and feed white dog and feed white dog. Me starve black dog. White dog always beat black dog if I feed him. Now, I know this is simple, but this is why there are good teenagers in this room right here and now who want to do what is right, want to live what is right, but it's all in who you are feeding. See, we have flesh feeders in this life, and it's an epidemic out of control, and I know you don't like it when we preach on it because you don't understand, but we cannot compete, Pastor Treber, with the media world that is a flesh feeder, programmed by Satan to the world that's attracting our flesh. Look, I know what I'm talking about. I'm a human being. I'm not much older than you. I know what it's like. Even though I love preaching with all of my heart, I will even find, and I love it. I'll find, these guys have probably been sleeping at some point in time. I'll find myself nodding off and preaching. You, you could watch the Avengers series back to back and never nod once. No, look, I'm serious. Because of flesh feeders, we've built up and built up. And so back in the day, listen, back in the day, I mean, I heard stories of my dad and Jerry Whitehart and these guys out of Brother Bobby's church. When they were your age, you know what they did on Friday nights? Every Friday night, they'd all get in a car and they'd go to these preaching meetings. You know what they were doing? They were feeding the spirit. Man, people used to listen to preaching all the time. The only preaching you get is if it somehow breaks through to your ears in an actual church service. How many of you actively, on your own, listen to preaching or go hear preaching on your own outside of your regular church services or youth conferences. I mean, you know, you got your CDs, you're buying them from the library, all this stuff. You're into it all the time, listening to preaching or teaching. Raise your hand high. Be honest. Be honest. It's a good number in this group, but maybe 50 people out of 1,000. Think about it. It's not, it's not happening anymore. How many of you, every, at least once a week, you're on a media device of some kind? Raise your hand across the aisle. Be honest. Come on, get it up. Get it up high, almost 100%. You can put it down, almost 100%. Now, here's the deal. I, I'm not saying that, that an actual technology device is, is evil, no more than a car is evil, but I am saying, how are we using these, th these things to feed what? And so, let me tell you something. If you are playing Fortnite and all the games that are out there, I just call that one, but it represents tons of games. I mean, something as dumb as, you know, Candy Crush or whatever it is out there. And you're in this fantasy world or amusement, which means not to think. And you're never over here in recreation, which means to recreate. And you're out taking a hike and praying and walking with God and enjoying nature and listening to good spiritual songs and hymns and things that glorify the Lord and things that are right and pure and holy and things that you could show on the screen here and you wouldn't be ashamed or afraid. Let me tell you something. If you're always over here we cannot compete with the music that you're pumping in your ears, the movies that, I don't care if it's just simple, you know, what you would think is non-destructive movies. You'd be shocked if you read the curse words, which bring literally curses upon you. 
Even OMG or what that represents in simple movies. I mean, just, and, and the F words and all kinds of words, especially uh, breaking the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know what you're doing? You're feeding him and feeding him and feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And, and you're the world. Flesh, get up here. Flesh, get up here. Flesh, get up here. Spirit, get up here. No, you're the flesh. You're the flesh. Come on up here. And you're feeding him and you're feeding him and you're feeding him. Book up, man. Book up. Book up. Come on, look big. Look big. And you're feeding him and you're feeding him and you're feeding him. Come over here. Come over here. Come over here. Come over, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And you're feeding them, feeding them, book up. And okay, okay, I gotta give you some, book up, book up. I gotta give you some, book up, man, book up. Try to book up. There we go, yeah, feed them. <laughs> That's about how it looks. Oh yeah, youth conference, here you go. I listened to one message. Book up, man, come on. Come on, you know, stick out your chest a little bit. Here we go, stick out your chest. Let's see it, let's see it. All right, we wanna be. But try to book up for real, yeah. Here, here we do, a youth conference. Oh, Sunday morning, okay. Brother Evan, I'll listen for five minutes. Okay, a great message. Book up, book up. Come on, get strong. There he is. All right, all right, we go home all week long. And it's just simple movies. I mean, it's just PG-13 or PG or God forbid all these R-rated. And all. I mean, that was porno back in the day. All the, all the, all the, all the, 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 it's satanic. It's programmed by the world. And bulk up and bulk up and bulk up. Come on now. Yeah, there we go. Now, how are we doing? How are we doing? How's average Christian gonna do? You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. I will hurry back over here, yeah. Let me hurry. The devil, the devil doesn't, the devil wants to ruin your life. He wants you to commit suicide. He wants you to have depression and anxiety. He wants you to be pregnant out of wedlock or, or your wife. He wants, he wants to ruin you. The devil hates you, God loves you. Okay? He wants to ruin everything about you. But he realizes that most people right here, now there are some, but most people right here, he's not going to have you go commit suicide tonight. He knows that. I would be shocked if somebody did. And, and if you're having those thoughts, we love you. There are people here that will help you. I promise you that. But he knows that. He knows he's not going to get Pastor Treber to go down to the bar tonight and, and, and drink it up and be posting it on, online, on his Instagram account. Do you know what that is? No, I'm just joking. Anyways. <laughs> He knows that, please don't miss this. He knows that he's not gonna get you in the lewd flesh or you youth pastor's wives to leave your husband tonight or next week. He knows that, or, you, or kids, you know, just to go and just to wreck your life tonight or tomorrow. So what the devil says is, look, as long as you don't focus on the spirit, I'm fine. You can focus on the good flesh. What is the good flesh? Any flesh is bad, but wait a minute, there is such a thing as non-lewd or, or abominable flesh. It's just doing good in your own strength, in your own flesh, in your own appetite, and not in, through prayer of the Holy Spirit of God saying, God, I lack wisdom. God, I, I'm, I, the flesh profit is nothing. I cannot do anything. We like to pro, I do, I like to prepare a message where, where I got everything just right and it's all per perfect and then there's time you just get on your knees and you say, oh God, I'm praying, I'm preparing, but God, if you don't get in this, it's all for naught. Now wait a minute, so here's, here's what happens is, the average teenager, the devil's got you in the good flesh. Meaning you're in the power of your own might because you don't read the Bible and pray. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every uh, word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Are you listening? So if, past, if God cannot, if the devil cannot get Brother Luke right there to, to leave his wife's chariot, ruin his testimony, hurt Pastor Treber in the lewd or abominable or bad testimony flesh, 
he'll get him to be bus director in the power of his own might or in his good flesh. If, if, if the devil cannot get Pastor Treber to go to the bar and get drunk tonight, he'll get him to operate as the pastor of the great North Valley Baptist Church in the power of his own might. The flesh is still strong, but it looks good. It's fine. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm talented. I'm good. I can, I can manage this. Teenagers, if he cannot get you in the evil flesh to go out and, and, and to go to some club in the evil flesh, he'll get you to go on teen sewing bus in the good flesh, in the power of your own might. Hey, college students or even teenagers, if, if he can't get you to curse and swear uh, 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 your parents and be an absolute abomination, you know what he'll do? He'll get you to get up here or at your church and sing a special in the good flesh in the power of your own might. And this is what's happening in our Christianity today. We're still doing it in the flesh. We're just looking good about it. And see, here's what happens is, we love spiritual gifts. Friendliness, we can talk, we, can, we have friends. We're, 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 some of you are, are popular type people and outgoing. Others of you can sing. Others of you can play sports. And we can name a lot of stuff. And these are spiritual gifts that God gives us. Listen closely. But spiritual gifts and spirituality are two completely, entirely different things. Are you listening? Do you need some help? Okay, all right. He's just looking at me as he walks up. <clears throat> spiritual gifts and spirituality are two entirely different things. Don't miss this. So what happens is I, as a preacher, will begin to focus on the fact, hey, people came to an altar. That's a spiritual gift. Hey, I sang a song, I came to a youth conference, my youth pastor likes me, or you know, I did this or I did that, that's a spiritual gift. And in the Bible, we see an entire church, their spiritual gifts were at an all-time high, but their spirituality was at an all-time low. My spiritual gift is what you see me do right now. That's easy, stand up here and preach. But let me tell you something, my spirituality, you, you would never see. It's what happened in the room. You didn't know it, you didn't see it. Your spiritual gift is me coming up to you or you, I sign your Bible or something like that. Man, great sermon. That's a, good, that's a spiritual gift of, of exhortation and friendship and all of these things. Let me tell you something. Your spirituality is what you did before you came to this service. Did you walk with God? Did you pray? How many of you, and this isn't because you're incredible teenagers, I want to show you the battle that we're all in. How many of you had a meaningful time, private, I'm talking about spirituality, not this public you know, going in the strength of your own might, you're sitting here at a good youth conference. You had a meaningful time with the Lord today, private, reading the Bible and praying and ask, in surrender, asking, walking with God. I mean, it's just simple. That's where the Christian life starts. How many, how many of you raise your hand as high as you can? Look at that. Look at that. Almost every hand in the air is an adult. Okay, if you're in an adult or a youth leader, if you're more than 18 years of age, put your hand down. Look around. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I'm gonna do a little survey. So probably based upon that section, twelve, twenty-four, maybe forty out of a thousand. And I know it's youth conference, but but how many of you, you don't have to shake your head, you know that's that's probably next Tuesday or next Wednesday is gonna be the same way. So this is all that I'm saying. How can you get on your phones today, watch media today? Do social media today, feed that flesh of likes and, friend, and, 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 and music and movies and, and all the so social world and everything else, but not feed the spirit and expect to go home and change the world and be a strong Christian. How do you expect to do that? But I can sing and I can go so many. I'm a part of a good church. 
Look, I went to a Bible college, and I, I think the, the president of the Bible college was a great man, I really do, and really had a heart for God, but at some point in his life, he began to feed the flesh more than the spirit, and he took a lot of people down with him when he went, and you say, what happened to this college president that I had? You know what happened? Oh, he's such an awful person. No, just like you and I. But at some point in time, he turned to the flesh, probably started acting in the flesh and preaching in the flesh. Then he began to feed the flesh. He wanted to do right just like you and I do. But the flesh was stronger. I got a question. What are you feeding this morning? We don't stand a chance. We don't, as preachers, we don't stand a chance. Guys, would you four get back up here and then we're gonna pray, all four of you, quickly. We're gonna pray, all four of you guys. Just a thought, just a truth, but hopefully something in an unconventional way you can tuck in your tool bag to take home with you to see as a mental picture. We have the devil, the prince of the power of the world. The devil programs the world, all of it. The flesh, come over here, the flesh loves the world. That's why God says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. The average Christian, just like you, you're incredible teenagers. You wanna do what is right. Let me tell you something, young lady, you are gonna lose your purity if it looks like this. Sir, you're gonna stay on pornography. It's your choice, but I don't know how to give, I mean, you're telling me not to watch movies or, like, you know, I didn't have TV growing up at all, literally. I mean, the first time that we ever got a screen in our house was when I was 15, I got a monitor. And I think God, you know, look, I like technology, I'm, I'm an Apple fanatic, okay? But I thank God as a teenager, and I understand you didn't have that, most of you. As a teenager, my parents were constantly trying to teach us to feed the spirit and feed the spirit and feed the spirit and feed the spirit. Get out and go fishing and recreate and hike and do things outside instead of just on the games and on the fantasy world. It's just a harmless video game, right? No, no, it's, it's feeding the fleshly appetites. And this has become so small. The music of the world, the movies of the world, the appetites of the world, just the fleshly things of the world. And no matter how much you listen to preaching this morning, when the test and trial of true life comes one week from today, this is what it's gonna look like. Pull, pull with the spirit. Come on, spirit, come on. Why? Because the flesh lusteth against the spirit. Paul said, the things I wanna do, I can't. I want to. But he says, I have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I keep under my body and I bring it into subjection. I say no. I'll never reform this little guy. I'll never make him cleaned up and good where he now wants to fight for me. Your flesh will always be your flesh. But I've starved him so much that now the Spirit of God through prayer and Bible reading six, seven days a week. Are you listening to me? Listening to preaching, listening to the Sunday school lessons, feeding the Spirit. Now this is bulked up. The devil, the world, y'all can do whatever you want to do. But when the trials of life come, here's what it looks like. Go ahead. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you'd help us. Maybe you spoke to some young person. Lord, I pray that, that, that the, me the, the, the methodology and the messenger is out of the way and the message, Lord, sticks in our heart. That maybe one young person here would say, maybe I can quit pornography now. Maybe I've got the tools. I don't want to ruin my life. Maybe some young lady said, man, I've been sending these text messages and I want to stop. I've been sending messages of myself. I've been sending lewd or things that maybe, maybe some, some young lady says, I, I don't want to keep having uh, 
immorality with, with the opposite sex or, or looking at this or saying this or, or listening to this music, I understand why it's hard, young people, to listen to this college tour group type music or North Valley music because you've created an appetite for, for music that, that the devil and the world has spent literally like a half a million dollars on an album. I mean, if you knew the resources that people like, you know, Taylor Smith or Ariana Grande or, or you name them puts into their stuff, that's, that's, that the, the devil has data programmed that. He's, in, he's an incredible programmer. He knows what he's doing. And you've created that appetite. It's tough to come in and truly enjoy Pass Me Not Old Gentle Savior or these songs that the Coopers sang last night or the songs that we've sung. But if you begin to starve the worldly appetite and start, look, I love to hear Lester Roloff singing. I love it. There was a time as a teenager, I would have laughed and joked and made fun of it. Man, give, give me something that sounds a little more fleshly and worldly because of what I was used to eating. If I eat candy bars all the time, I'm not gonna like salad. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.